So I would love to just know both of you. I would love to hear a little bit of your story, but you guys have been friends for a while, and I know that your story connects, and your story, even in your professional career, kind of connects, inspires uh, one another. So if you would just tell us a little about your story, your journey, uh, what you do, who you are. Cool. Absolutely. That's a lot of questions, Dallas. Um, hi, everybody. It's so great to be with you all tonight. Thank you, Dallas, for inviting us in. Um, I've heard about this amazing of y'all, and it's really awesome to see you guys all here on a Friday night. So kudos to you. Um, keep at it. Well done, Dallas. Um, and thanks for having us. Isaiah and I have been friends for 17, 18 years. Um, and our stories are certainly in the marketplace. We're both in the business sector of, of the marketplace. But we first got to know each other actually by serving here at Mariner's Church. Both were um, in the worship ministry, singing in choir. Um, <laughs> Uh, Isaiah was part of um, a, a much greater part of the worship ministry, but I was in the choir. He was leading worship. And we got to be friends then. It was really through becoming friends through um, singing together that we really found similarities in our journeys in the marketplace. And um, so that's really how we got to be friends. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Okay, cool. That's great. Um, but... There, there's a story. So I've, I've heard a little bit of this story. So Delta, I have a, I have a question for you. Like my, my hope for tonight is that you can see that you can pursue professional career, but not at the expense of your relationship with Jesus. Like I hope you walk away seeing that through everything we talk about tonight. So was there a moment for both of you that you, you had this like, ah, I'm, I'm pursuing my professional um, and I'm, I might be leaving. Like where, where was Jesus in that? for both of you as you were pursuing your careers? Are you going to talk? <laughs> totally talk. I just, you know, I wanted to, to I mean, you've got um, a lot to say. I'll just and say, I of course I do. It. I'm a woman. I have a lot of words. Um, yeah, you know, um, I, had a, uh, I had some big goals, big aspirations going into my career in my early 20s. And, um, and I'm really fortunate that some big doors opened for me in my 20s, and I was really driven. And so I pursued some, some big goals. Um, I'm not afraid to share them. Um, I had a certain level that I wanted to be at when the, by the time I turned 30. We shared that in common. And I wanted to be a VP. Um, I needed that title by the time I was 30 years old as well. And so I went after it, and it, I achieved my goals, and I knew the Lord through all of that. I've known the Lord and walked with the Lord since I was a little girl. And, um, and so he was certainly a part of my journey, and I believed he was opening doors and, bl and blessing me, um, not only with finances, but just with opportunities. Um, at that time, I was doing a lot of consulting with Mercedes-Benz and BMW, two amazing brands, and I, I spent um, about 20 years in the automotive industry. But there was a time um, where I traveled frequently, and I was sitting in the Chicago O'Hare Airport, and I had it all, you know. I had the career, had the title, I had the income, I had the BMW, y'all. I mean, it was everything. I was checking those boxes, and um, and I was on a delay at the O'Hare Airport, heading home on a Friday night, and I thought, oh gosh, 
It's been such a busy week. Let me get caught up on some of my devotions and scripture. I you know, just haven't had time to stay in the word this week. And, and so let me get caught up on, on my study and things like that. And so I reached into my bag because at that time, this will date me a bit, um, at that time there were not iPhones yet. And, um, and I carried a, a travel Bible with me, just a small little travel Bible, but it wear with me everywhere in the world. Um, it traveled with me. And so I reached down to grab my Bible, and you know where this is going, right? Is um, here I am going to get caught up on, on my reading because the Lord is with me and blessing me. There was no Bible in that bag anymore. And I had a really profound moment where the Holy Spirit just spoke to me so clearly. I can put myself there right now. Um, where the Holy Spirit so gently and kindly, but very clearly convicted me of, yeah, your Bible's not there, Delta, because you've replaced me, and you've gone after these idols, and you've gotten these idols at the expense of, of our relationship. And, um, and it was a kind word from the Lord, but it was very clear. And I wept. Yep, sitting there in the lounge, I wept, and I got back on that flight, headed home, and, and I left it. I walked away. I left the title. I left the income, and I said, I can't. That idol has consumed me, and, and I've had a couple times like that in my career where I would say um, there sometimes is a tough balance of success is not wrong, Having a great career is not wrong. The titles are not wrong. Um, but when they become an idol and take the place of your walk with the Lord, it's where for me it was, I have to make a change. Okay, I'll shut up now. No, good. Thanks for sharing. It's not <laughs> going to be as long. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for me, I think I have always, uh, I think, I didn't grow up. Uh, I, I joined the church when I was in like seventh and eighth grade and um, so growing up, kind of not being in the church and, and not having that foundation, uh, it was always this, this process for me to identify. Once I got in the church and I, got, I was like, okay, I want to work for God. Um, and I was going to an Assembly of God church, and at that time it's like, okay, I need to be a pastor. I need to do what you're doing. And that is the way that you serve God, whether it be uh, through worship or working with youth. And that was the super important to me. Um, and then I realized as I was trying to follow the church path and work in the church, but also like I was drawn to business and I was drawn to helping people and to um, building organizations and building something I was really passionate about. And I was like, I'm having a lot of success here, but where is the line between um, working in the business, but also working in the church and, and doing that? And so joined Mariners, hung out with Delta. I did not have goals that I needed to uh, a VP by a certain level or make a certain amount of money. I was, no, I didn't have any goals. I was just figuring it out. Um, and I had goals for you. you she, she had goals for me. Uh, I, I didn't know. And so it was, it was a process saying, you know, for me, I, you know, and I'm super transparent about this. I had some trauma in my childhood and, and therapy has been a big key of understanding where I am and, and what God has for me and understanding myself. And so I'm a therapy billboard. <laughs> <laughs> And so, really, it was just integrating all of that through trauma and understanding that God has this calling and he's placed it on my life. And I believe I can see that out in the business place. And so, uh, he gave me the opportunity at Seabreeze, and, and here we are. It's great. So, what, what did the journey look like for you? 
from the dream of doing what you're doing right now. So I'd love for you to get into like what what do you actually do? What's your title? Um, so dream look like the journey look like, and along the way, did you feel prepared? So wait, great question. So um, currently, I work for Seabreeze Management Company. I'm the CEO and owner. Um, the company was founded in 1980 to manage homeowners associations throughout uh, the Western United States. Uh, I was given a really unique opportunity that I'll share with you guys. I um, met the founder of the company about 10 years ago, and she was looking at her exit strategies, and I was working for property management companies, and I was like, man, I've got this dream of what like a perfect culture would look like, but I didn't know how to build that. I've always had this, this aspiration to be an entrepreneur. And uh, so I was sitting down with this lady, and we were competitors in the space, but we found opportunity to be like healthy competitors where we weren't tearing each other's businesses apart. And uh, so we'd sit down once a month and talk about business. And so a year into this, um, we were sitting at a dinner, and she looked at me, and she was like, you know, you've been in a year-long interview. And I'm like, so I thought I was high and mighty because I worked for this large company. And I was like, well, okay, but, you know, you can't afford me, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. And uh, she says, well, I'm going to offer you something that no one else has offered you, um, opportunity to walk into ownership. And so what that meant for her is she was going to do a sweat equity program where I joined the firm and everything that I grew in the organization would be on my side of the fence and everything uh, that she had built was on her side of the fence. And in a certain amount of time, we would transact and I would be able to have enough equity to go to a bank and buy the company from her. And so that brought us on a journey. We had originally planned to do that for five years. Um, we started with 147 employees. We managed 100 associates. Um, and uh, today we now have 650 employees. Um, we manage about 600 plus associations and homes throughout the, the West. And um, we did that, or we did the transaction in three years. So do it in five and we did it in three years. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but a lot of hard work. That's why I cut my hair short, because there's a lot of gray up in here. Um, but there wasn't ever a time where it was just, you know, I'm setting out, and this is the plan. I think that was something that freaked me out. And even in this process, as we've reached huge milestones, it's like I knew, always knew what to do next. I knew what was in front of me, um, and I just focused on that next step. And so you know, told me eight years ago that we would have built the organization to what it is today. I probably wouldn't have believed you. So it's, for me, it's all about taking one step. Yeah, I think um, the the latter part of your question was, did you feel equipped? Is that prepared? Did I feel prepared to go after dreams or some of what, um, where my career has led me? Um, it's interesting because I think when I look at each segment of my career thus I don't know that I would say I was prepared. Um, I think one of the things that God so beautifully gifted me throughout my career was um, a mentor was about 10 to 15 years ahead of me every stage of my career. Uh, and it wasn't always the same mentor. Um, but I really believe in the power of having um, a Jesus-loving mentor in your life that's in the same, whether you're in, you know, the medical field or you know, the business world or teacher or whatever it is that you're doing, having a mentor that's gone before you. Um, and so I think that's a big piece of what the Lord's really gifted me with is great mentors, honest mentors, um, mentors that are willing to have those tough conversations with you. Um, and 
and to not dismiss what they say, to really soak it in and even if you don't agree with them, to listen, soak it in, let it resonate and to learn from those that have um, taken those steps in front of you. I think that's been a gift for me. Currently, I've just made a big, a pretty pivotal change in my career. Uh, some of you that I know know that I've been at in and out Burger in, the, in my most recent segment of my career, and I had an amazing, beautiful role for five years um, at in and out Burger. And I just transition. And so I'm actually in, interestingly, a similar place I was after the story I told you of um, making a transition to what I would say um, refresh and set some priorities in my life. I think at some points in our careers and um, in life in general, uh, we can put our all into things um, at the expense of other things. I'm, I have a family, I have a beautiful community, um, and um, there was a price that was being paid to all of them for how hard I was going after the career. And so um, through a lot of wise counsel, a lot of prayer and reflection, um, I made a tough decision uh, to, to just to step back. So I have a job, <laughs> I am working, <laughs> but it's not nearly uh, the big titles or the big role or the position of, um, of seniority that I have had throughout my career. And so it's humbling. I won't, I won't lie to you. It's a pretty humbling place to be right now. I mean, look at him. <laughs> and then <laughs> here I am. <laughs> but it is, it's, but I, you know, I even was being silly and told Dallas, well, you really still want me to come? I don't really have this really wonderful position in an outburger anymore. You know what? Um, I hope that even you might hear just that it's okay sometimes in your career to go, dang it, I got lost in my career for a minute there. I got to breathe. Like, this, isn't, this isn't good for my health, for my family, for my friends, for my community. Uh, and, and especially when you recognize that your walk with the Lord is taking a back seat and, um, Listen to that wise counsel. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to you. And listen to those mentors that you've got in your life because you know they're good for you. Um, and, and lean into it. Don't be part of it. And um, I would just encourage you, if any of you are there, um, it's not an easy path, but it is a courageous path. And, and God is with me. Can we just take a moment to affirm you for making no. the hard, no. for following, obedient, yeah. being obedient to Jesus? Thank you. Thank you. Because yeah. you could look at that, like, you, some of you might be in that position right now, right? You're in that job, but you feel something like, why would I leave this, this, and this? But that could be the Lord calling you. That could be the Lord speaking to you. And you sit with that. Lean into that, mentor. So I just want to affirm you for that um, because your family is so great. Your community is so great. And uh, just affirm you for obedience. And uh, I think you have something like what's on the other side of your obedience. And I just Do you say that? He came. Isn't that such a good <laughs> husband? He came to support me. <laughs> yes, he does say that. And it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Uh, so this is, this is a topic that's challenging for me because – I'm pretty confident that most of my coworkers go to church. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty well, confident. Well, let's hope they do, <laughs> yeah. Dallas. 
So this next is is a is a challenge for me because we have no problem in the hallways like talking about Jesus, talking about I believe stories, uh, singing worship songs, uh, and I realize that's probably not what's happening in most of your jobs. Uh, so the question is. How do you walk the line of being a voice of hope, a light that reflects Jesus, that's spreading the gospel, and what can often feel like a workforce that will cancel you or put your employment in jeopardy for spreading the gospel? Walk that line where you're working, whether it be y- you have both sides of being being the boss, but also working for someone. How do you, how do you spread the light of Jesus? Yeah, I think uh, I've always uh, seen that prior to me, uh, I was looked at Christians, and I think the people that um, I was drawn to be like were people that weren't beating me over the head with the Bible, but people who were actually walking uh, like Jesus and walking in the feet and, and, and acting out what we read about Jesus. And so uh, at our organization, we focus on that. You know, obviously California, there's laws, there's things we can and cannot do, but we also don't have to hide who we are. And so we're really intentional, right? So if you walk into my office, for instance, across on my desk. Uh, if you read the bio, it does say that I go to Mariner's Church. And so we don't hide that by any means. Um, but everything that we're leading through and, and our leading principles, really, as an organization, are all from the Bible. And we are leading and reading the words that, um, you know, we talk about grace. And, and as we're looking at, you know, if we've got issues with, with employees or colleagues, you know, we use Bible techniques day in and day out. Um, and because we do want everybody to feel welcome at our organization, we don't want anyone to feel marginalized. However, um, you know, I'm a Christian, and, and we have Christian values and morals at this organization, and um, we're gonna we're gonna operate in that regard. Um, but it is a challenge. You know, I our HR director, uh, Charlene, is is probably the the strongest prayer warrior you will ever meet. Delta had uh, we had we had dinner, and uh, so it, we had this like unconventional. Uh, hiring of her, but it's a long story. But when we got, we, we spoke through all of her credentials, we sat down in my office and um, I was like, well, you know, I knew she was a Christian. I was like, well, you know, take the weekend, pray about it. You know, we're really excited about you joining our firm. And she's like, let's pray right now. That was like an hour prayer session. And it was <laughs> like, I got my knees. I was like, what is going on in this place? Um, so she's like our prayer warrior in the organization. Um, but, you know, she, this year she decided that she wanted to start a prayer circle in the company. And now you've got our vice president of human resources who's got this underground prayer. Um, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's rocking. And if there's any issues, I'm just like, Charlene, handle this, okay? So, you know, we just walk a fine line. That's so good. I think um, one of the things for me is uh, just really the integrity of So I would say let your light shine, you know. And when you're walking with the Lord and... Your light is going to naturally shine, and so don't try and minimize it. You know, be who you are, Lord, and let that light shine in the workplace, just as you would with your friends or your family. Um, you know, so I think that's one of the things. I guess tactically, is I just um, I'm just me wherever I am. Um, I'm I'm a very vulnerable person, as you as you've already seen. And I would say, you know, I, I talk about my family. I talk about I never shy r- away from I kind of got it easy. I tell people I'm married to a pastor. That opens a whole lot of questions because um, it's kind of unique. And um, so I don't shy away from those conversations. Um, and I would say, too, some of 
it's kind of silly, but even just some of the filler that we use around the workplace will let people know. So when you hear somebody in the workplace say, oh, I'm so lucky I got this, uh, you know, just I often just go, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel that blessing on you. You know, something like that where you just, is it luck? No, it's not luck if you're walking with the Lord, but to them, they don't know that. And so just those little opportunities and just the little ways that you can shine your light, really. And then I think, too, to Isaiah's point, we're not beating them over the head with the Bible and trying to save souls in the workplace every moment. We're, we're a representation of the Lord, and we're sowing seeds. You know, I think that's just a really important reminder of our walk is that our call is to sow seeds, be a light, and, and make sure that we are representing Jesus, and we don't always get it right. We're not always perfect. Um, and to be okay in grace, I mean, there's times where I haven't been the best leader that I've wanted to be, and I've had to go back to some of my leaders and sit down and say, you know what, I owe you an apology. Would you forgive me? And there, I think, is just a difference of how that they're not used to leaders that would ask for their leader to um, ask for forgiveness when they haven't either spoke to them well or made a wise decision or something of that, that nature. So it's living out your character, living out what God's word actually says um, without having to quote it, and like living out grace, extending grace, extending forgiveness without saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive you because if we turn to Matthew, um, you know, uh, so I, I think that's what I'm hearing. Like even, even as we go, like you got to know scripture. You got to know scripture to know what are the things that God's teaching us, to know it, to go and apply it, and to live it out. And, uh, the other thing I heard you say is to seize moments. To seize moments, where can you add this in? Um, you know, I heard I heard someone say, "Hey, how was your weekend?" And to be like, "Hey, I went to church this weekend." Uh, like, how can you seize little moments? So, live out your f and seize moments is what I heard you. Any anything to add there, or you think we got it? Feel good? No, I, I think um, just one thing is is that there is an expectation of a Christian, right? Sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's not, right? If you look at what the church in media looks like, and so I think what I had to do was let down that guard of what the expectation is, whether it be positive or negative, and just show them who I was. And, uh, you know, and, and Delta made a great point. When I make a mistake, you know, even as the owner of the company, I'll sit down with my team and say, hey, I need forgiveness for this because I went way ahead of you guys. You guys are giving me all the warning signs and I didn't pay attention. Um, and so it's, it's understanding that. And I've had lots of conversations with people who are not Christians in the organization that have said, man, I came in, you were a Christian and expected this. And you've really shown me that, you know, what I've known of Christianity, it doesn't have to be that, right? And so, yeah, it's just, just walking it out. So my final question is, what is, what is parting wisdom for, for this group? We're in our 20s and 30s. We're focusing on our career. Um, we're here because we love Jesus. Uh, what's some parting wisdom that you could give this group? You, you've got stuff to say, so I'll end. So you go. It's great. No, I love it. You start. I'm going to sit in the front. Okay, I'm going to start. Um, I, you know, it's, it's an interesting question because uh, about, I'm, I'm 41, 25 was like a long time ago for me, <laughs> and um, mid-20s. But I think for me, you know, when I look back, 
I used to be really concerned with where I was at these moment, where I was at this step. I'd look around at my friends and be like, wow, this individual is doing this and that person is doing that and their life looks great, great on social media and all of these things. And I felt like I was behind in so many areas. And I would say just got into my late 30s and early 40s, I started to just settle in and identify like, man, I was exactly where I needed to be at exactly the right time. And I, you know, what I would have told myself or what I would tell myself is that be happy and comfortable and confident where you are in this moment. God has you in a very unique space for a very special time. And, and be at peace with that. Enjoy the, the, the beautiful moments, whether it's, it's, you know, newly married or adulthood. Like, enjoy those moments because that's a really unique time for you. And God has called you in that space. And so um, I wish I would have slowed down to enjoy those moments more and not so much focus on where I wanted to go next. That's good. Um, <laughs> I think, well, of course, the one thing I did do that I would tell you all is have a mentor, uh, you know, a mentor that loves the Lord and can guide you in, in what is, is um, just so key. Uh, but what I would tell myself, my 25-year-old self, um, uh, I guess two things. One would be, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes and to give yourself a ton of grace. So it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Give yourself grace. And I think the thing that I, I do not live a life of regret. I made mistakes along the way. I don't regret any of them. They've grown me. They've taught me. The, the toughest lessons were through some of those moments. Um, but I, d I do think I would tell myself, slow down. This is not a race. I was so focused on big goals, big aspirations, the big things that I thought would make it all of this. And so I would tell my 25-year-old self, slow down. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy where the Lord has you today. That's so good. Can we say thank you to Isaiah Alta? Thank you guys for being, for being up here.